Welcome back to the Back em Down Podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson. In this episode, we're going to break down the complete game between the Jazz and the Pelicans. Let's talk about the first quarter of the Jazz-Pelicans game. Both teams got off to a good start attacking to the basket. Zion, as we know, finished well around the basket, starting with five points in his limited minutes. Joe Ingles was really aggressive getting to the basket and in the paint. Gobert was battling on the glass, getting every offensive rebound coming his way. There was a little bit of sloppiness to the Pelicans to start this game. I think a little bit of that was rust and, you know, maybe a little bit too hyped up to play from a young team. The Jazz were able to jump out to a nine-point lead behind good ball movement and were able to knock down perimeter shots. Mike Conley was playing well to start this game, but Brandon Ingram was able to answer him with a quick seven points to get the lead back under double digits after the Jazz jumped out to a 9-8 lead. I thought Royce O'Neal was giving a lot of good minutes in the absence of Bogdanovich. Towards the middle part of the first quarter, both teams got a little bit sloppy once going to the bench. In this time, the Pelicans went on a 9-2 run, and the Jazz stopped getting much flow offensively once their bench came in. Clarkson was trying to force the issue a little bit too much. As I said earlier, the Jazz were knocking down perimeter shots to start, starting 3-4 for four from 3, but cooled off throughout the quarter, going 0-7 for seven in their next 7 shots. J.J. Redick pro- provided a spark for the Pelicans off the bench, knocking down a few shots, getting to the free throw line, taking a big charge to get the ball back in their possession. Utah went completely flat offensively after jumping out to that 9-8 lead, and the Pelicans ended the quarter on a 15-4 run as they ended the first quarter leading 26-23. In the second quarter, Zion got off to another quick start. Tony Bradley came in off the bench for the Jazz for Gobert and provided good minutes at the 5. As Zion got off to his quick start, going 4-4-4 four, four, four from the field for 9 points, and Conley continued to produce at a high level, getting in to the paint to finish or dishing to teammates for open shots. Clarkson started to get in the groove, get, getting to the basket, showing off his scoring ability as he is become one of the best scorers off the bench in the league. The Jazz started taking advantage of the lack of rim protection by the Pelicans, getting whatever they wanted at the rim. There was a lot more pace in this quarter, and this is the quarter that Brandon Ingram really came to play and showed us his improved play as an elite scorer in this league. Jordan Clarkson was really the only reason that Jazz were sticking around throughout the second quarter. But you could tell that the Jazz were really missing Bogdanovich and his shooting. And, man, I just can't talk enough about Brandon Ingram. He was putting on a show in this quarter. You know, attacking the basket, 
finishing through contact, knocking down long-range threes, operating in the mid-post. And during this time, I thought, where's Donovan Mitchell at? This is supposed to be the guy that you're supposed to rely on during these moments when your team can't get anything going. But he was taking some bad shots off of pick and rolls and just trying to force it a little bit too much as the Jazz dug a deep hole against the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball really never got going the whole night and struggled in the second quarter with his offense. But Josh Hart came in and attacked the basket, getting to the free throw line a few times and provided a good spark off the bench. And I can't talk enough about how well the Pelicans bench was playing in that second quarter as they stretched the game out to its largest lead at 52-40. Ball movement was still a problem for Utah in this quarter, as it was for a majority of the first quarter. Between the two teams, there were so many turnovers, but the Pelicans hit a couple of minutes where they hit a barrage of threes coming from Ingram and Etwan Moore that really put the pushed their lead to that 16-point lead that they had at half. They finished the quarter on an 8-0 run to push it to the lead I just talked about. And the Jazz just their defense didn't look as stout as it was during the season before the break. But the thing that they did well to keep this from becoming a complete blowout in the first half is that they had done a phenomenal job of getting to the free throw line and making their free throws. But at the half, we have a score of 60-48 to with the Pelicans leading. We are back with the Back Em Down podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson. The second half was a lot different story in this Jazz Pelicans game. In the third quarter, we finally saw Utah find some of their offense as they were able to creep back into the game. Mike Conley continued to play like the player he's capable of and not much that we saw during the season before the break. Joe Ingles started providing a little bit more offense, and Jordan Clarkson continued his tear on the offensive end that really vitalized the Utah offense. Gobert started controlling the paint, as the Jazz defense took a much-needed turn to get back into this game. He also started providing offensively by finishing lobs. Due to the playmaking of Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz's pick-and-roll offense was one of their strong points throughout the night. But the Pelicans weren't giving up too much as they were able to string together a few good possessions towards the middle end of that third quarter to help them build their lead back again. But this is finally the Donovan Mitchell that we're used to as he was able to find his groove on offense as a playmaker and a scorer. And I still really thought that Royce O'Neal was very impressive defensively and offensively knocking down perimeter shots in the absence of Bogdanovich. Towards the end of the quarter, I thought Utah settled for too many threes since they were having so much success getting easy buckets at the basket with the lack of rim protection that the Pelicans have. And 
the thing that, you know, as I watched this game that I thought was just phenomenal and, you know, Conley's always been good at, good at this over the course of his career, but he's done such a great job of playing with his right hand as being a lefty and finishing with it. And he did that a lot last night in this third quarter and really throughout the whole game. But the Pelicans were able to keep on to their lead as they finished the third quarter with a score of 87-79. to And here we are with the fourth quarter. And man, it was exciting. We get started off with what I sound like a broken record player at this point, but Zion coming out of the gate in his limited minutes, being very efficient, adding in a few more baskets, upping his total to 13 points. And this when things started to fall apart for the Pelicans as they were committing way too many turnovers, helping Utah stay in the game. The Jazz were able to cut the deficit to two after being down as much as 16. The thing that worried about for the Jazz in this quarter is that Gobert went out of the game for a little bit with an eye injury after being poked in the eye. And, you know, a big question mark that I had for the Pelicans in his fourth quarter watching this game is, are they going to be able to contain the dribble and keep Utah out of the paint because they've had so much success there throughout the night? There was a big couple of possessions by the Pelicans that they were able to push their lead back to seven after a couple of buckets from Brandon Ingram and Etwan Moore. And I thought maybe the Jazz just hadn't learned from these previous three quarters as they kept just jacking up threes and they continue to struggle. But as I mentioned in the previous few uh, quarters, Jordan Clarkson was able to keep them afloat. He ended up with 23 points in this game, which accredited him for his 18th 20-point game off the bench, which is the fourth most in the league. And then after so much great play from Brandon Egram, he goes cold, missing five straight shots in this fourth quarter. And the Jazz are able to regain the lead for the first time since the first basket of the game. J.J. Redick comes up with a big shot to tie the game back up. But Donovan Mitchell shows up in the clutch by drawing a foul and knocking down two at the line with 48.5 seconds left in the game. And then once again, I thought the Jazz were going to give the game away. As for whatever reason, I don't understand why Rudy Gobert was bringing the ball up the floor, leading to a turnover. But the Jazz get another chance as Donovan Mitchell has the ball in his hands, operating well out of the pick and roll, dumping it down to Gobert, who should have finished this for an and one, but gets fouled and goes to the free throw line. He does make both free throws, but the Pelicans still have a chance as they draw up a shot that was supposed to be for J.J. Redick off of a triple screen, but Brandon Ingram takes it upon himself to try to win the game and misses a three-point attempt at the end. And the Jazz are able to complete the comeback to get a big win to create some separation between them 
the Thunder and the Rockets. And probably the funniest thing about this is that Gobert ended the NBA season with the coronavirus, scores the first basket of this game, and then knocks down two clutch free throws to win the game. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Back'em Down podcast. Please join us for the next one as we break down the Lakers and Clippers matchup.